You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight, we talk about Sidney Pollock's 1995 remake, Sabrina. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. We're your hosts. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? I am fine. In the mood for love. Yeah. In Paris or, I don't know, something like that. This love happens in America. It has to be in Paris, honestly. It, yeah. Can't well, Paris really is a, love in the States. Right. Well, no, Paris is a catalyst. Paris, you know, Paris, what'd she say? Paris is my hometown, but I'm from America. Sure, yeah. something like that. And we also have with us costume designer Krista Jones. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. Here we are talking 1995 Sabrina. Uh, has you people seen this film before? Has you people? Uh, <laughs> no, never. Have you, Brian? I have seen this before. I have, yeah. What about you, Kristen? No, I haven't. Which is crazy. This seems like something that I would have eaten up when I was like 10 years old. So Harrison Ford is so grumpy at the end of this movie. And he's such a cold dick. And the movie's about rich people. I have a hard time mm-hmm. wanting any of these people to be around this amazing woman that's trying to figure out her life. This was part of a string of movies in the 90s that were all about um, propaganda for rich people and how they're actually like very cool and normal just like us and um, that they can totally fall in love with normal people. So this was this was this was pretty standard at the time. It is the 90s. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. They're totally down to earth that when uh, they bring up toll booths, uh, Harrison Ford's like, huh? (laughs) What's a toll booth? (laughs) I am having trouble thinking of uh, what, what are some of the other uh, rom-coms or romance movies with rich people seducing um, normies? You've Got Mail was a big one. Like, um, Who's rich in You've Got Mail? The, uh, isn't that the Tom Hanks one where he's like the business owner of a corporation? F-O-X. Who's, 
um, uh, taking down her little bookshop, and it's yeah. okay because he's in love with her, and she can have okay. her little bookstore I, as long I as they fall in love. Yeah, yeah. Also, Richard Gere and Julie Roberts and Pretty Woman. Um, oh, okay, yeah. I guess that's got to be the also, originator. So, yeah. I got a lot of um, French Kiss vibes from this, although I don't think he's rich, so that doesn't really qualify, but... No, he's like a con man. He's a con man. Yeah, okay, that's the hook in that one. All right, yeah, I do remember. Yeah. That. What about, uh, was, was Made Manhattan? Is that is that a count? Oh, the... oh, uh, Made Manhattan, and what was that other Jennifer Lopez movie um, with Matthew McConaughey? Oh, man, don't, don't get me lying about this stuff. This is probably the, my weakest area. Uh, the Wedding Planner, The Wedding Planner. Uh, I didn't see that one. She's just a normal person doing her job, planning weddings, and he is some sort of rich whatever he does, and they fall in love before she plans his wedding, so it's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what you do, I guess, if you're rich. Like, in, in this movie, the <laughs> Greg Kinnear starts dating that one girl. Like, it doesn't even take him home for dinner, doesn't prepare, uh, doesn't have a mo- marriage proposal, and uh, Harrison Ford's character is, like, already buying stock for her father's company like <laughs> see the dollar sons in, in this world the chauffeur can save up two million dollars and just enough to be able to give it to his daughter so she can run off and be rich elsewhere well technically he doesn't he doesn't save it right he's investing it Isn't oh yeah that? no every time every time his his boss would you know make a trade make right? a deal he, he, he would yeah. make the same deal insider trading <laughs> inside the car trading <laughs> I see what the film's trying to do, and, and, and like maybe in the time it's it's all groovy. But the whole time I was just like, this girl's being taken advantage of the whole time, and she's just so sweet and like and like lovable and 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 just beautiful. And these guys are just fucking toying with her, mm-hmm. like gaslighting her, and just like it, it's it's yeah. I just felt I felt sorry for her the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's hard when these guys like they have everything. We don't we don't. We don't see any like a uh, emotion or attachment. Like the younger brother just uses women, and when he's done with them, and we get to the marriage part or the commitment part, like ah, it's all right. I'll just get another one. And then the other guys just Harrison Ford only cares about money, I guess. He's like, I need her, and I don't need anything. I actually thought it was kind of interesting the whole Harrison Ford's whole character because. Does he does he fall in love with her quirky charms? I think which is what we're supposed to think, or does he just want her because um, it's like some somebody that he can take from his brother? I don't I don't think that I, I think you know I think his initial motivations were that he's trying to make sure that this merger goes through, but then he gets like taken with her because you know she she's she's more than meets the eye you know. You get that in minute glances while she's talking and they take the fucking dialogue out and it's just these looks, you know? Um, Yeah. But if you, if you go back and watch the beginning, you know, he's the one who recognizes her. He's the one who plays with her in the beginning when she goes to confess her love to David. And he, like, he knows the whole time that she's in love with David and he plays, with her in the beginning and he's the one who recognizes her like he knows more than david who she is and what she's about well he's always he he's always recognized her. her yeah yeah he sees her no matter what even like forever he's always recognized her and also he, he's even playing the game because he also knows that david has the uh the champagne flutes in his pockets so he knows he's like why don't you have a seat so he's he's playing the game even there yeah i i 
just wasn't sure. I, you know, Harrison Ford, once again, is really good at playing naive. And so you, you don't necessarily get that he's doing all of these malicious things. But I think in this one, more so than in Working Girl, um, a lot of what he's doing can come off a bit rougher. Like, it's not as innocent and charming in this one. Kristen, this was cold as shit. This guy is a cold fish. He's he's dead inside. He has no soul. Yeah, but they play it like he does. They play it like he sees her and, you know, he's... She warms his cold yeah, heart. Exactly. Oh, man. I, I, I don't know. I didn't feel it once. I didn't feel any, like... There, there was this moment that was missing. There was a couple moments that are missing in the movie where, like, he he should be like manipulating her, and then like I need to I need to see him feel bad about his manipulation. Yeah, I agree, and I think, but I think that's also why it, it happens one comes time. off when when does it happen? It's when he's telling her that that I want you to go to the Paris with me, and then he he instantly is like, ah, "Fuck, I can't do this." No, yeah, because his mom told him not to it. do it. No, uh, uh-uh. I I don't think that was it because he says, "I want to go, I want us to go to Paris," and then she's like, "Oh my god, this is so crazy!" Because I've been in love with David this whole time, and I think that's what threw him off was him being like he. Because then he's like, you know what? Why don't you go put this ticket in David's name? Maybe they should be together. And yeah, and I think that's the only time where he's like, maybe I, I don't, I shouldn't be with this girl. But not because he feels guilty about anything he's done. Just because he's like, well, if she's in love with him, like maybe I'll back off. I think that's the only time you get any sort of hint of. But even then, I don't think it's a it's some sort of conscious that he had conscience that he has because. I kind of got that he was like more insulted. He's like, "Yeah, she has been in love with David this whole time. What am I doing?" Man, I don't, I don't know. I have such a hard time reading that scene because, like, she's she's sitting there pouring her heart out, uh, you know, and she's like, "Oh, you made me so happy. You made me so happy." And she's talking about how happy and overjoyed she is to be with him, and then he just turns around and just crushes her soul. And I was like, "Yeah, he just goes limp and just destroys her." You just invited her to Paris, like, oh, yeah, it's, instantly. It's like there, your breakup yeah. here is the worst possible moment, dude. You should have just let her get on the boat and then just been like, "Oh, psych, no, I'm that's not that's why I was saying it seems like he he had a little a, a slight bit of a conscience there because she's sitting there talking about how like, God, you know, I've been in love with David for so long, but now I'm just so happy of like you know because this feels real or whatever and. Then it's instant. He's like, "Fuck, I can't do this." Oh, I thought it had everything to do with the fact that she said that she reminded him that he that she was in love with David forever. I, it's so hard to read. It's just so hard to. Read. You know what I mean? I don't know. Something's wrong with the reactions in the movie, or when they're cutting to him. It, it's. I was, yeah, I don't know. I was wondering about that. I noticed that Harrison Ford's reactions seemed to cut short but maybe he just didn't have them and that was all he's supposed to have but it was almost like like his reactions were kind of edited out i mean i i feel like it was especially noticeable in the very first scene that he had with sabrina where she is she thinks it's david and she is confessing her love to him and then he pops out of the closet and she runs off and she's horribly embarrassed and then it's He's supposed to like smirk or something, and he because he starts he does, to do bit. it, yeah, and then it cuts. He starts to smirk, but that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like it was it was cut there, and I think there were a couple of other places where I don't know for whatever reason they didn't want him to have that emotion. I don't know what emotion he, they were cutting out. 
Yeah, I don't know. Even his even his delivery there is it's kind of hard to read. Like, mm-hmm. is he being a dick or is he being playful? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I mean, clearly she's running away, and I don't know. It, he's just a hard character to read. Like every time I feel like I have a beat on him, he goes and he does the opposite thing. You know, and it's like, well, okay. So why are you doing this? Did anybody see? Did any, did any of you guys watch the original one? The, the the original's got a great cast too. It's got a uh, uh, William Holden. Humphrey Bogart, fucking uh, Audrey Hepburn, Billy Wilder directed it. It's pretty much the same movie, but a lot of things that I think make the story work better. Uh, Humphrey Bogart's in the um, Harrison Ford character's role. They're they're like seducing, getting to know each other scenes. There's no big Martha's Vineyard stuff. It is just like a restaurant. They're going out a night, you know? It's not so built up. So when he has this like back and forth, it's... I don't know. It just makes more sense. And she's not been so built up and so swept off of her feet and been taken away on a, a fairy tale excursion. And I can't see why she's going along with all that anyways. Because, like, is she just that stupid? Is, is, that, is that what they're playing at? Is it, why is she going along with all of it? Well, what, hold on. What did he say to get her to go to Martha's Vineyard? It was to take pictures he of... He offered her, her a job. He said, I, I need a photographer to come yeah. to, like, list this. I need, I need photos for the listing. He offered her a job. Why wouldn't she take that? Because he had just kissed her. I don't know. It just all feels... Like, like he's trying to keep, you know, it, it seems pretty obvious, you know, but as an audience member, but, you know, maybe she just wants to be a part of it so badly that she's like blind to it. I think almost, I kind of got the sense that at first she was amused by it and she was like, let me just see how long I can go along with this. Um, her being invited to the party and her going to the party and her dancing with David while he is engaged in front of everyone. I mean, that's, I really think where it kind of crosses a line and that's when you're like, wait, why is no one stepping in? I mean, technically, the Harrison Ford yeah. stepped in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, where are, like, okay, she's what? I guess she's what, 18? Maybe she is that stupid. But like, I don't know. They're very that, smart the, to uh, keep her age out. Yeah. yeah, because she's actually 30. And it's also weird that Harrison Ford's like 52. Yeah. Was Julia Oman fucking goddamn 30? She was- I looked it up. She was 30 and um, Greg Kinnear was 32. And yeah, and Harrison Ford was like 52. I didn't, Yeah, I wouldn't have. Yeah, Greg Kinnear either. I wouldn't have put him at that age. Wow. They look good. Yeah, look great. Did not look like teenagers though. Or no. even like they were 21. No, definitely not. They look like, you know, late 20s at most. I guess they, they keep it out of the original too. You don't really know how old she is. Well, no, that's not true because uh, when she's going to Paris, she's going to uh, cooking school in the original. Well, in this one, didn't the, didn't they just say that she's going to spend a summer in Europe? I forget what they said too, but it wasn't like it was like a, a school program or she was she was just going to go, uh, I guess, do some internship abroad. Yeah, it looked like some sort of internship. I got the sense that she was in college, but I for Vogue, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's crazy. Like they're so rich, they can give her a uh, internship at Vogue, and she doesn't even speak French. <laughs> Just throw her in the middle of it. I did like those. Uh, th- those are probably the cutest moments. And I thought in the movie it was her, like you know, fucking up with work, and then yeah, and those ridiculous scenes that they were shooting stuff of, like that fucking water scene where everything's spinning <laughs> yes. and going crazy, and like shooting water out of their hands. I was like, yeah. this is this is amazing. <laughs> I thought that I stuff was it. cute. Yeah. It was it was, nice. it was really good. And I also love that uh, her her French boyfriend 
photographer guy. I like all their scenes together. Uh, yeah, everything but their their first date. I I don't like the the dissolve when we're in the middle of a conversation and they just like drop all the dialogue, all the audio goes out. We just they do that the a music, lot in this. Yep, and we just start dissolving their mm-hmm. close ups back and forth, and it's just like, what are we doing? That's here? exactly that's exactly how they play uh, Harrison Ford and her's date. Yeah, they drop the dialogue and they and they play it out. So they so instead of like playing things with like you know words, they, it's they try to play it all with looks. Do you think those scenes are just so fucking terrible? They were like, oh look, I think th- every time that happens, I think that or like, oh shit, our, our our deliveries are bad, or you know, we're having to cover up something for edit. Like, there's a reason why we're removing this dialogue. Yeah, that's I just what it feels. assumed there was no dialogue because it was no one was that clever, and so they thought we to write a date scene. <laughs> they were like. Fine. Eat food and laugh. <laughs> Fade out. Exactly. Sydney Pollock's like, I got some ideas. <laughs> Close-ups dissolving in between. I'm here in Paris and you're far away. Well, I guess we're on the fashion. Christian, what did you think of the costumes? Oh, um, yeah, they were really nice. Um, there was nothing that I absolutely loved, though, but... Um, what? Really? Not even Sabrina's outfits? Like no, like her like nice. jeweled like. Oh wait, jaw? let me let me back up. Actually, the, what I really loved were somehow Sabrina's pantsuits, um, especially when she meets David again with her new haircut post France, um, and she's wearing that black suit and the hat, and yeah, she okay. looks great. She looks great there. Yeah, I love that scene. She's so like empowered of herself, and I actually love that change in her character when you know she's got her her French like. Um, confidence yeah and then once he finally realized who she is she kind of goes yeah. back into herself yeah. i love that turn yeah I, I i i love seeing her go back to the to the shy girl and it's really really good okay the one complaint that i had about this actress whenever she would go into oh i'm horribly shy and don't know what to say is her eyes would look about wildly and half, half the time i was like is she blind did I <laughs> like miss that? Like, is the actress blind? Like, and she's just a really good actress. Yeah, I, I, every time she did that, I thought there was something wrong with her, like physically. <laughs> yeah, Julia Oman. She always ever ever since she uh, does do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every every time she's got to flip emotions from like oh happy to sad, she she really goes crazy with that. She like she like brings her face down and then she brings it back up and starts uh, looking all around the place. I darty. Yeah. Look, and like right. I guess that's like a valid thing people do in real life, but it's bizarre to see on it, camera. It, it is a little distracting. <laughs> Cuz I was like, what is she looking at? Like and then she would start talking while she was like like talking to someone while she's looking off to the right and you're just like, wait, what can she not see? I I know there was there was like a moment, I forget which scene it was, that I I swear I was like maybe she's blind and I <laughs> missed it. What did you think about her ugly duckling look? I liked it. It was really cute. And it was super perfect for the 90s ugly duckling look. And um, I... I, Baggy clothes, you know. Yeah, but it's still cute. Like, she's glasses, glasses, frizzy hair. hair, And, um, you know, it's like I think she's wearing overalls with a sweater. You know, it's very, (laughs) like, standard stuff. Yeah, yeah. She still looks really cute. I feel like she pulls it off... But yeah, it's such a huge difference when she finally switches to um, her Parisian chic ensembles. Um, just like, you know, when she changes to that green velvet dress, uh, mm. which I liked a lot, 
uh, I did not really. She had like a little, like a sequin, not sequin, um, like a rhinestone bolero, um, which seems very dated to me. It seemed like it was. Why would she have that? Th- that felt out of place to me. But I mean, it, it looked great on her. Like you know, like like it made her shine. Like like the. Like, like made her pop more. But I was like, wow, this is very interesting that she has this piece. It would only be leftover from um, her, perhaps her Vogue days. And she had right. it there. Or, and they didn't have this scene in there, but this seems like a scene they would have in this movie. Where uh, someone in one of, like, you know, they have all this scene with all the servants. And maybe like they're like, oh, we've been saving this for a special occasion and here, you know, and they gift it to her and it fits her perfectly somehow, even though they've been saving it for 20 years. I love all the servants standing off in the corner like like, you know, they're all so excited that she's actually yeah. broken through. And, and also I also love how David like welcomes her into like brings her over. He like extends a hand and like brings her into the fold there like she finally gets to come across the threshold into their world yeah like there, there's so much good visual stuff going on there i agree it looks very nice yeah i super love her goddamn dress yeah it's amazing I she looks it. amazing yeah yeah she, she does i honestly really love her hair too in this um when she yeah. cuts it and you see her there it it just looks it looks absolutely incredible and so modern and so fresh and so feminine and yeah, she really can pull that off. It's amazing. I did get a little tired of uh, fucking Harrison Ford's goddamn bow ties, though. Yeah. Did you? I thought uh, they were nice. He, he wears a tux in a lot of this, and it, it looks it looks nice. Oh, but I didn't like his stupid little hat. I mean, it looked really it looked kind of funny the first time he that wears was it. Funny. But yeah. then he keeps wearing it, and it's too much. Well, she, she gives him <laughs> eyes, and, and he removes it, which is really great. Yeah. As well he should. Harrison Ford <laughs> in a baseball cap. <laughs> Yeah, he he looks like fucking like uh, Spielberg wearing a baseball cap. Just doesn't fit. (laughs) Every time you see Spielberg wearing a baseball cap, you're like, nah, dude, take that off. Yeah. But, dude, that's like all they wore back in the day. (laughs) I know, but it was always like trucker hat looking. Yeah, that big freaking big ass mane coming out of that hat. Yeah. Oh, I do want to say the costume designer for this, um, Ann Roth, she, uh, I saw her on screen uh, this weekend in movie theaters. Uh, she's actually got a quick cameo in the Barbie movie. There's a scene oh. where Barbie sits down beside an old lady and looks over at the old lady and goes, you're beautiful. And she goes, I know. That is legendary <laughs> costume designer Ann Roth. That is amazing. I did not know that. I did wonder who that was um, in that scene, which was actually like an, a really amazing and beautiful scene um, that Brian just you know went through really quickly but it was a great scene and that's good i didn't know that that's really cool yeah yeah still 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 doing stuff out there still getting like you know a little bit of recognition <laughs> which if you've seen oppenheimer this weekend maybe recognition is not the best thing i don't know uh, we'll we'll, nope. we'll table that yeah it depends on what you're known for <laughs> that that is true that is true oh it was nice seeing like everybody excited to go to the movie theaters though again this weekend. I I super love that. Yeah, it actually was really fun. Yes. Did you have any people cosplay down there, Kristen? Like the entire theater. The Barbie was on more than half of the screens, and there was a line to get into the Barbie box to take photos, and absolutely everyone. I shouldn't say that. Like 75% of the people were in costumes. Oppenheimer costumes or Barbie costumes? There were no, unfortunately, Oppenheimer costumes. One person I know did try to do um, 
an Oppenheimer slash Barbie costume. And oh, really? everyone, including me, thought that she was Detective Barbie, not. because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> In heels as well. <laughs> Detective Barbie. That's great. <laughs> Obviously, I built the nuclear bomb. Duh. <laughs> she had a pink fedora on. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. No, we didn't see anything that creative. Uh, we did see some couples where, like, the woman was dressed up as Barbie and the guy would be Oppenheimer. Mm. Uh, I think we saw we saw two of those, but yeah, yeah. Oh no, the, the, all of, a lot of the guys were also dressed up in Barbie regalia. Yeah, most most uh, pink I've ever seen on on guys ever in one one spot yeah. in my life. It was great. I loved it. Well, I, you know, now that we got off uh, tangent, I think we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna take a break. We're gonna, let's let's watch the trailer and then I'll get us centered back. So here's the trailer for Sydney Pollock's Sabrina. Once upon a time, in a mansion on Long Island, in a world of money, all work and no play made Linus Larrabee a billionaire. I just don't feel like buying any more networks this year. There's never anything good on. All play and no work made his brother David a different kind of billionaire. So you guys work Sundays now, huh? It's Wednesday, David. I would like to propose a toast. Not only is this a joining forever of two gorgeous people, but two gorgeous companies. And the Larrabees <laughs> were about to live happily ever after when someone made an unexpected appearance and awaken something magical in all of them. Hello. Hello, Sabrina. Sabrina? <laughs> you look all grown up. Sabrina? Why does he keep saying that? She's like a sister to him, Patrick. I have a sister. That's not how we dance. Right in front of your future in-laws, you are hustling the chauffeur's daughter. There's something about Sabrina. I know this sounds crazy, but I really think that I'm falling in love with her. I don't want him trying to break off the engagement. This whole thing happened in 24 hours. I can make it unhappy in 48. You're talking about my life. I pay for your life, David. My life makes your life possible. I resent that. So do I. I like Sabrina. I always have. But I'm not about to kiss off a billion dollars. I don't care what she did to her hair. You know, you are not exactly what people say you are. What do they say I am? That you're the world's only living heart donor. That. I think it's so sad that you're so taken over by what you do. I do what my dad did. He he did what his dad did. Our lost cause then. Yes, I Paramount Pictures presents a film by Sidney Pollack. You convinced me that there were some things missing in my life. How can like they come true? If there like a will never, ever I got a surprise for you. I got one for you, too. <laughs> Harrison Ford, Julia Armand, Greg Kinnear, Sabrina. You ever heard me referred to as the world's only living heart donor? <laughs> All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Sidney Pollock's Sabrina. Good trailer, right? Hmm. Make y'all feel all good. Get ready for that rom-com lovey feelingsness. That was cute. Yeah. Okay. All right. Not not feeling it from anybody. The trailer was kind of cute, but I, I that did remind me that there were moments that were very funny in this, and that was very witty and clever. And so, 
in the first half of the movie. And so when the second half of the movie and all of the romance happens, I don't know why they left off all of the comedy bits of it. But um, the trailer did remind me how uh, funny and clever some of the lines were in this. I will say most of the moments that I really laughed at, uh, those are carried over directly from the Billy Wilder script. Mm. Ah, that makes sense. Although Billy Wilder, he didn't write this himself. Uh, This was also a play as well. Mm. Oh, wow. That helps. That especially helps with dialogue because you get a lot more chances to work it out. The trailer reminded me of the uh, scene where they're supposedly sitting, they're like on the beach. Is there supposed to be a fire there? Because there's like a crazy flicker on their face, but it it looks... (laughs) terrible you're talking about uh, where they're eating the oysters yeah and then it's after they're eating and then they're, they're we're in these medium shots cutting backwards and forwards and just the flicker on their face it, it's obviously an old school flicker master and it's just it just it looks bad i don't know if it looks bad it's definitely not it's just, motivated it's not motivated and, and it just feels um digital like 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 too like too regimented as far it's not it's not random enough it's just it's it's very odd feeling on their skin I don't know they did another one too where like Sabrina is like all dolled up to go to the party for the first time uh, mm-hmm. and she's like walking down the stairs and uh, like we just see her as she's coming down it's like a side profile and there's this like she's coming down this white staircase and they they put up like some kind of like a like water pattern of light. Like you know, I noticed that too, and it felt odd. Yeah, yeah. and there's no pull there because they show the next yeah. shot where her walk, walking it, down, and it wasn't. Su- it was slightly subtle. It wasn't super pronounced either. Cause I, I thought it. I thought I was seeing like gate weave or something. In in the, in, I was like, is this like a problem with the with the film transfer? But no, it's. You're right. It was something they were doing. I kind of. I I like those. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It pulls your attention to it. it. It does give it kind of like a a magical fairy tale kind of quality. Yeah. Music video Which they kept, I don't know, did you guys keep feeling like they were going back and forth in tone? Like they wanted to tell like a modern day romance story and then they wanted to tell like a, a fairy tale love story. You know what I mean? It was like bouncing back and forth between Cinderella well, and like what Working it, it, Girl It was. had the fairy tale like, you know, narration that came in randomly at times. So obviously, you know, yeah, there was think, that expect. I think they were trying to do a modern fairy tale, yes. And... I don't know that they quite succeeded at either one because they couldn't merge the two. I don't think this movie successfully merged the two ideas. Yeah. And like you said, they kept going back and forth. And here's like a fun little modern scene. And here's a fun fairy tale scene. Tone is so fucking important. I, 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 it's how I access a fucking movie, you know? Like, it's just how I like going forward like okay all right i know where i'm i'm supposed to go and i don't know it's so it's so important yeah i think that's actually because right, i couldn't quite figure out why I, I didn't love this movie and i think that's actually it is because the tone was because it had a lot of really great elements to it but i don't think they could um the director could or whoever could quite bring it all together i well, this was at the very end of Sidney pollock's career i think he only made two more movies after this the only one I can even remember is the interpreter. I don't. Maybe maybe this was his next to last movie. Mm-hmm. None of the the romance doesn't uh, doesn't hit all the time. I don't know. And maybe it's just the, it's again, not romantic enough. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's sort of like Harrison Ford doesn't know how to use his emotions. So instead of 
feeling any sort of emotion or love or anything he's just like oh well I know what to do because I've seen David do it so I'm going to buy all this stuff and I'm going to take all her all these places and there's just something missing from that she's sort of in a relationship by herself but she can do that because she enjoys life because she spent that time in Paris and found herself and now she loves everything and so she could really do this with anyone. Um, Linus just happens to be there. Yeah, I think I would have liked this movie better if she just went back to Paris by herself. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed the ending where she asked about, you know, what other things. And he's like, oh, I was going to give you all this money. And said she opened a Paris apartment, whatever. And she's like, yeah, okay, I'll go. <laughs> and I was like, good for you. <laughs> She deserves it. <laughs> yeah. I would have taken the guy's money, though. I would not have just taken the plane ticket and been like, okay, bye. Yeah, uh, imagine, I know. Yeah. It's a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing when women are heartbroken that they're like, I don't want anything from you. I can do it by myself. Girl, take the money. Like, go ahead. Dude, she would have ended up with a half a million francs and then $2 million from her dad. Like, that's <laughs> insane. Like, fuck yeah. Yeah, hassle the system. And a free apartment. <laughs> like, and an apartment on top of it. It wasn't like she was having to pay for any of that either. So, yeah. yeah. The only wow. thing she didn't like about Paris was how expensive everything was. So Yeah, oh, and that, ta- oh. that negates all of that. All, we, all we're doing is love in Paris now. Yeah, man. Fuck, I want to rewrite the end of this goddamn movie right now. <laughs> yeah. She gets to fucking Paris. She sees Harrison Ford. He's like, oh, I told you, Dad, I need you. He just kills over, dies of a heart attack right then and there. <laughs> the and then it becomes like a Devil Wears Prada, but but at Vogue, like she goes and works her way up there. That's right. Yeah. And that little little the little French long haired uh, photographer comes back into her life. Yeah, Luis That's... comes in. You know, he's like, ah, I'm in Paris, and now so are you. We 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 we. Yeah, uh-huh. dude. Yeah, man, gets it done. <laughs> I do like that uh, that moment they have when, <laughs> when she's like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck this photographer. We're gonna fuck." Yeah, all the, and oh, the she instantly finds out. Yeah, <laughs> yes. she's just like staring at him, and he looks over. He's like, "Wait, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay." Hey, he he was the best fucking guy in the entire movie. Every every other male was yeah. uh, pretty terrible. Yeah, but that's probably just because he didn't have any lines. So no, no, like like he could have sealed that deal right then and there on the bed. And Sabrina was like, you know, off and somewhere he, else. He was already he was already holding her tits and everything, bro. He was there, <laughs> and then you know she was just going with it. And then like you know he's like, ah, eh, this didn't feel right. I can't do it. I'm in Paris, and you are somewhere else. You're looking past <laughs> me, girl. <laughs> he's the only decent fucking dude. Her dad wasn't a terrible. person I was just either. thinking that, yeah. and also Paul Giamatti. Like like you know you don't get much of those people. Okay, okay, the servants. Seem- are all right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the people we help. step on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I for, oh yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot Paul Giamatti <laughs> was was in this. I thought he was gay. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the gay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't say uh, the gay. The the gay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess, I guess the dad the dad was good, and I liked his little moment with. Uh, like, what is it? The, the maid or the cook? And, which, which is like, damn! I wish we'd have gotten more development on that, you know, because that just felt like, oh, by the way, you know, 
Did you feel that they had a relationship thing maybe going? Dude, I felt that was the best goddamn romantic relationship in the entire movie. You know how she's showing up. She's like, I'm bringing you this, something to eat and some flowers to kind of brighten up your world and all that. It was just kind of like subtle hits along the way. At least it was always sweet. It was. I'll take the old people making eyes at each other, being all sweet and cute. Isn't that Dr. Stephen Falcon? What? Wasn't he in War Games or something like that? John Wood. Oh, Man, don't get me lying. War games. Yep. Dr. Falcon. Do you want to play a game? I haven't seen yeah. war games in forever. Yeah. Good movie. <laughs> Was that your follow-up after Oppenheimer? You were like, oh, let's go home and I watch, went home war. watch war games instantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I played like 50 rounds of, of like tic-tac-toe. <laughs> when you lose, the nukes go off. Yep. Oh, man. Well, uh, budget-wise, uh, this movie came in at... Uh, 50 to 58 million dollars was the budget. Wow. Uh, worldwide, it made 87.1. So, wow. kind of a bomb. Did not make its uh, its money back. But it was nominated uh, for Best Original uh, Song. And I thought this was weird. In 1995, I don't remember this. I was fucking alive in this year. They had the, the original songs. They had them... Uh, no, not the original songs. It was uh, the scores. They had the scores broken out. Best original musical or comedy score, or best dramatic original score. Interesting, mm-hmm. John Williams, right? Yeah, it got nominated, didn't win. Um, same with the song. You know, earlier you were talking about costume designer. I noticed that in the credits uh, when it was scrolling by, that said that uh, uh, Harrison Ford had his own suit, ha- had his own costumer, separate. Yeah, like suits and stuff designed by. I saw that, and as well. it looked like that it may have been someone related to the director. Really? Yeah, his last name was also Pollock. Oh. Some nepotism going on there. Look, you can, you can do the costumes on my film, but my brother <laughs> is going to do Harrison's suits. <laughs> but that's uh, not entirely I'm, unusual for... To have multiple people? No, no, to have... Especially like like tuxes, like because he wore a lot of like very tailored suits and tuxes in this. Uh, yeah, for sense. that to be separate. That makes sense. You go to a specialist in that right. field. Yeah, right. that makes sense. Um, or he could, um, you know, if he if he had, because um, like Cary Grant did this. Cary Grant had his own wonderful collection of suits, and so he that's what he would wear, and so the the costumer did not. Ooh. Handle that. Okay. Um, I don't know if Harrison Ford did that or not, but it says Bernie Pollock, costume designer Harrison Ford. He was also the costume designer on Tango and Cash, Sneakers, and What Lies Beneath. Interesting. He did wardrobe for Three Days of the Condor, also a Sydney Pollock movie, but I don't see anything else on here saying that they're related. <laughs> yeah, I can't find anything that says they're related. Interesting. Oh, here you go, right here. Siblings, Sydney Pollock. Nephew, yeah. Stephen Pollock. Yep. yep, there you there go. There you go. It's the director's brother. <laughs> Love it. You know, I was going to give him the benefit of a doubt. I was like, maybe they just have the last name. No, no, it's not. No. Yeah, that's too uh, uncommon of a name. <laughs> the last name was Smith. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Well, are 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 we ratings here? Kind of feel like we're we're like already there. Unless anybody's, <laughs> unless anybody's yeah. got anything. Is this, is this the shortest movie crew podcast of all time? I mean, there's yeah, there's not really a lot to say in this movie. I mean, I guess, I guess some of the things I liked, I, I liked that uh, at the party when 
Julia Oman's running away from Harrison Ford after she thinks she's talking to Greg Kinnear's character. She's running away, and the fireworks are going off. That was a great shot. There was a bunch yeah. of really cool shots. I like the lighting. They kept doing all this awesome eye lighting, and they were like masking it differently yep. for the women versus yep. the men. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. That was actually one of my only big things with the light with with the actual cinematography. Is this is like holy holy eye light, Batman. Like even even with all of this um, uh, front side like broadside like key like wrap lighting that they're doing, they always get this like very frontal eye light in there, and so and then you always in the eyes you can always see two or three dots constantly. Like they, they, you, you've got so many highlights going on, but they definitely have a center one. So like always right by the camera, they've got a light right there. That's just for the dot. And they were doing something too. Like, I don't know. They also like trying to highlight Julia Oman's nose or something. Lots of odd, like uh, hard shadows and uh, like using uh, squares uh, where people are passing through instead of like pools of light. It's hard edges. Like, uh, uh, just think about uh, when there's a scene where um, Sabrina and her father are having a conversation and he, like, steps up to her. You see him, like, come through these, like, hard cuts, you know. Like, instead of making things, like, soft and, and even, they, they, they just use, like, harsh cuts everywhere. It's very interesting. I thought the, the backyard party uh, set was awesome. I, well, yeah, it looks great. I, maybe that wouldn't have said. Maybe they shot that on location. I don't even know. That could have been shot on location. The tree looked like a fake tree. It did like, look like, like her, a fake her, her, tree. Like her perching tree. Um, yeah. And when she first goes up there, I did notice the ladder. Yeah. They had the ladder in that shot. And, yeah, you could see the... His, and and also, Kinnear's eye line there, when she hops down and he's like, oh. You know, and he's supposed to be looking up at the tree. He's all like, 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 like he's like uh, dazed or something. I didn't really like his, his deliveries there. Um, it's his first movie. This is his first film? Uh, yeah, outside of like his little small part and uh, holy shit, Blink Man hey. or whatever that Damon Wayne's good comedy was. Good work, man. Yeah, wow. And he would have like a Oscar nomination. What two years? Two years later. Yeah, as good as it gets. Yeah, since you've been talking about it, what do you rate it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, what? what we, let's see. What? Let me think about this for a second. Uh, Look, the music was good. I I did like the production design. I did like the cinematography. I liked most of the performances. Harrison Ford, we're kind of spotlighting him on this week. And, you know, he's kind of the weak link in this movie for me. You know, like he's he's the one that's not always selling it all the time. Well, his character is kind of hard to be likable, you know? You just... Well, that's him not selling it. Also. Yeah, like I, I need something from him. I need to see like, I need to see him struggling through some of this stuff. And when he's actually like connecting with her and tells him she's, he's giving Sabrina some kind of real information. You know, like I, I need to see him like, I, I need to feel like I'm, I'm getting a piece of that character's soul. I'm, I'm getting a secret out of him that he hasn't told anybody else, or this is some kind of re- revelation. And it just feels like it in the moment. It's. It's a con, you know. It's just bullshit that yeah. he's throwing out. And like, even at the end of the movie, like, he references like some some of that shit. And it's like, well, wait a minute, is that stuff a con or was that true? Or were you? I don't, I don't know. I'm just left with like, I don't know his character, and it's it's just it's just kind of disappointing. It's not it's not a very fulfilling movie. I do kind of wish Sabrina would just like leave this rich scummy world and just leave mm. all these people and go to Paris. 
like nothing in in New York is good for her. Like just leave all of it. Yeah, I, I guess I guess I'm a, a six. It's a six. You know, it's it's better than just okay. I I think it's worth watching. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six. Who's going next? I'll go next. I thought there were a lot of really wonderful elements to this. Uh, yes, the production design was outstanding. The costume design was wonderful. Yeah, all of the visuals. All of the visuals I really loved. And there were great lines and there were elements to the story that were really wonderful. Um, but it, I don't think it, it quite could come together for this movie. And since we are highlighting Harrison Ford, I'm going <clears> to <throat> echo Brian here and say I think he is the weak link in this. And... I've just sort of I don't know I'm I've sort of since we've been watching Harrison Ford movies I'm I'm sort of I feel like he's sort of doing the same character in all of them and I don't really buy any of his emotions and so like well I think he could do a better job in this I don't know that he actually can do that great of a job in this um but he he could be better because this was um it wasn't I I think the character is supposed to be reserved um but it just came off as cold and unfeeling and that's not what we're looking for in a rom-com uh but it's it is enjoyable it is there are a lot of great things about it and i did enjoy it and so i it uh, yeah i just it just didn't come together in the end so or anywhere um and so i am going to give it a 6.5 oh 6.5 all right we got a six and a 6.5 let's see you jared well, obviously it's a 10. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'm struggling with it because I also enjoyed it. But the more you think about it, I just it just doesn't really come together. Like, just like the motivations don't make sense. And I just don't, I just feel like they're taking advantage of her. And that and the just, she just, she just wants to be so much a part of it that she's just going along with it. And so I just don't see that it's, that it's, it's a lasting relationship. He's going to be back in America in, in like three weeks, and she's going to be hooked up with fucking Louie. You know, like... Let's hope. Uh, like, like, really? I mean, that, that's, that, that's where my brain is going, you know? Fuck, man. Um, let's just hope she gets to keep some of the money. For, man, I, I love Sidney Pollack. Uh, I've always wanted to see this movie. I've seen scenes of it. Um, I, I, I liked it. It just, it just kind of falls apart for me. I'm going to give it a seven. Just because, you know, I'm going to be on the high end here. And that's mostly because of those beautiful eyelights. Damn. Beautiful eyelights get you a seven. In my world, it does, Brian. <laughs> Shows there was effort. Hey, you know what? Uh, I, I won't argue that point. I won't argue that point, sir. Okay. Let's see what Rotten Tomatoes has to say. Sidney Pollock's Sabrina doesn't do anything the original didn't do better. But assured direction and a cast of seasoned stars... Make this a pleasant enough diversion. Rotten Tomatoes brings right. Sabrina in with a 63% tomato meter and a 64% audience score, which is wow. pretty much in line with us. 63 and 64. That's really close. Yeah. They're like, eh, you know. It's, it, you know, I think that's, that's fair. You know, it's, it's better than mediocre. <laughs> it's a pleasant enough diversion. Oh, it's accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> So with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. 
If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at moviecrewpod. And Jared, where can the audience follow you? You can find me on Instagram at checkthegate. Is that always what you say? No. no, but like since Twitter's about to go away and be called X, I refuse to say X. Oh, okay. Um, All right, okay. Yeah, so yeah, so I guess I have to adjust what I say. You're an X, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on X at. <laughs> no, fuck that. All right. Now that you've said it out loud, it does sound ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or is it pronounced X? Or like, you know, like. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, hey, Kristen, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. Oh, my goodness. And you guys can find me on X or Twitter. Tokens <laughs> 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 and it's goddamn it, Jared. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Elon Musk. Oh, Damn it. So we're going to close out the show tonight with uh, track number two from the Sabrina, uh, Sabrina soundtrack titled Main Title. This is from composer John Williams. Enjoy. Enjoy.